Hey everyone, this is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com. We often get the question about kids and dogs and how do I help my kids and my dogs get along and all of this uh, back and forth. How do I help my kids train dogs? And so today let's talk about that. Let's talk about uh, dogs and kids. So a little bit about me and my wife. Um, my wife, Lorelai, and I have seven kids. We are, uh, we, we love them. We love our kids. In fact, we're actually expecting in the next three-ish weeks, uh, baby number eight. And so in our family, it's me and my wife, Lorelai, and then we have Christian, Lily, William, Clara, Thomas, Nathan, James, and baby that's coming. And that, uh, that gender's a surprise and name and everything. So we'll wait and see what happens in about three weeks. We'll let you know. But we're super excited for a new baby to come into our house. So I've been thinking about this anyway. And when people come to do training, it's not uncommon for us to hear this story. The story is, uh, you know, there's a parent and a a child, a 12-year-old or something like that, that's there. And the parent's saying, this is their dog. They need to get it trained. We got the dog, or we got the dog for them. They wanted it. it's their dog. They need to do the training, and uh, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I definitely want my kids to to do training and to help our dogs out and to work with the board and trained dogs that are at our home and things like that. But in all reality, it kind of depends on the kid, and if I, as a parent, am getting my child a a dog because I want them to have responsibility. I kind of have to start by showing them how that works. So as a, as a trainer, of course, I would never be like, if someone came to us to do training and I was like, well, you need to do the training. You need to be the one responsible. That's true, right? That's absolutely true. They need to. But I wouldn't then say, okay, now go train. I've got to show every client that we have, we've got to show them how to do it. And that's a, that's the method. Every single time we're going to take the leash. We're going to show them how we're going to do a few reps. We're going to actually help their dog get a little better at it. Then we're going to hand them the leash so that they can do it. But it, it it's never just going to work where if, if you're thinking, you know what, I want my kid just to learn how to do this. Success begets success. So if you, you start doing this training and you go all in, even if the dog is for your kid and you want to help them out, your child is going to see success and say, well, I want my dog to do that. And then they're going to be interested. And depending on the age, that's really uh, where we break this into different areas. And so we're going to break this into three different areas. We're going to break it into teenagers, into kids, and into babies and toddlers. And babies and toddlers, you know, uh, two and under. Kids, about three to nine. And with teenagers, uh, we'll we'll add the the 10 to 18-year-olds in that group. And it really does depend on your child. You know your child better than some guy on a podcast, right? You know your child better than the dog trainer. You know your child better. And so you know if they're going to be responsible enough to work with a dog and and have the motor skills and things like that to be able to train a dog. Now, I love a quote from Henry Ford. Henry Ford says, if everyone is moving forward together, then success takes care of itself. That's kind of the idea that I'm trying to get across is that if you say, you know what, I'm going to make this a priority too, not because it's my job, but because I 
love my child. I'm going to help work with their dog and and help try to understand what we're doing and help them understand. Then it's going to benefit all of us. And that's the idea, right? Um, Personality-wise, of course, it never they never come with an instructions manual, right? I've got seven kids, and their personalities are all so different. And I, they, you know, you'd think they come from the same gene pool, and they'd be pretty similar, but they're not. We got blessed. Our our oldest child, for example, he's almost sixteen, and he is super responsible and really cares a lot about the training process and wants to be a part of it and loves to ask questions. Um, our next child, our daughter, she's extremely good with people and she's always been a good talker and communicator and she honestly doesn't, she's super kind to animals and she loves animals, but she doesn't really care about the whole dog thing. And I'm okay with that. Like she, she loves dogs and the dogs love her, but she gets to a point where she's like, "Mm, no, I'd rather talk with people and work with people. And that's fine. I don't mind that one bit, but she's not as into the training portion of that. She'd be more into the teaching, the training, but not so much the training. Our next child, uh, he's about 11 and he, uh, he, he definitely wants to help with training and he's really, really smart. Um, but it, it, there's times where he kind of just gets overwhelmed and is like, you know what, I'm not doing it. And so the older brother ends up doing it. And he, as he matures, I'm sure he'll do more and be able to handle more. And we love him just the way he is. He's so smart. He's going to probably be the richest one in the family. <laughs> he'll probably go on and be like some multimillionaire. And I could keep going, right? Um, my my next daughter down, she honestly, I I don't know. She doesn't seem to care about dogs at all. Like she doesn't seem to notice that we have a dog, and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't ever ask questions about training, and it's just something she's not interested in yet as a nine year old. Um, and if I got her a puppy, I think she would get interested. But she still wouldn't know how to do it. Even though we're doing training daily in our home, dog training, she still doesn't know how to do it because she's never wanted to apply that. And then, of course, we get younger, seven-year-old, and he can actually, he'll, you know, I'll ask him to have our dog go potty and stuff. He'll do that. Our four-year-old tries. He so desires and wants to but can't. And our two-year-old, of course, wants to as well. And the dog is just like should I listen to this guy? And so, and then we got a new baby coming. So we've got the whole range here of youth and it's just a great time to talk about this. So let's start with teenagers. All right. Let's start with teenagers and talk about what we can do with teenagers to work on training. And I'm starting with the teenager group on purpose because they can do the most, right? Um, uh, you know, depending on the child, I would say we're looking at a 10 to 18 age range, but depending on the child, I might be saying more like 14 or 16, maybe even 17 or 18. Um, not because they wouldn't be capable of it, but because it's just maybe something that it's not the right time. You Again, you know your kid, and so you can figure this out. But with a teenager, um, man, it, the cool thing and the, one of the big benefits is that training is training is a lifestyle. So if you treat training like a lifestyle then there are a lot of qualities and principles that can be learned through the process that a teenager doesn't necessarily know right now. You know, teenagers really want to be with 
they they want to be buddy buddy and and friendship is really important and yet with a dog it's it's good to be a friend but you've also got to be a leader otherwise you're going to have a horrible experience and so to kind of grow up and be a leader in that situation can be a really valuable lesson for our teenagers um so we don't really put a time limit on it right it's just a lifestyle and then we can keep working and we can work on little things right here and a lot of the dog responsibilities can go to a teenager with our oldest child whenever a dog that's we only board dogs that are, have been trained by us and so when a dog's been trained sometimes those owners will say hey we're going on vacation i want to leave the dog with you it's always my oldest son that's really doing the bulk of the work okay so he will take the dogs out to the bathroom and take them on walks and uh, do place with them and he's basically maintaining training and that's a really good place for a teenager to to be so they it's not that they had to teach the training but they're really good at maintaining it they can also work on some of the training things so here's four things here's four things that you can take away and you can say all right that's my kid how can they help with training um number one taking the dog to the bathroom going you know to the potty um there's so many little things you can learn in this process okay um when we take a dog to the bathroom when my my son takes the dog to the bathroom they're going to wait at the kennel door they're going to wait again at the door to go outside they're not going to be able to pull on the leash even though they may need to go to the bathroom and then they're going to wait to come in and so those are all commands that you can that are really simple right just wait dog waits you walk through you say okay and the dog comes through and you, that kind of impulse control that's taking place is awesome for your dog and for your child the other thing that's really awesome about using the potty as an a, a responsibility for a teenage group is that they can see the benefit of it because i know a lot of parents and a lot of a lot of kids don't like their dog because a parent's going to say hey you wanted this dog now go clean up the mess in the backyard and there's little nuclear bombs everywhere and that kid's trying to clean them up and you know maybe someone's mowing and they miss one and there's world war three in the household because everybody's so mad about it you get you know that poop flying everywhere well the cool thing is is that you can teach your dog to potty in a spot and you could get your teenager saying hey look there's a way to train the dog to go to the bathroom in a certain spot and if you do that then you only clean up this spot a lot of people can't believe that we have dogs come to our house all the time and train and we actually have a yard and i have little kids that run around and play and we don't have constant little poop landmines coming into our house because we teach dogs to go to the bathroom on a potty spot <laughs> and so that's they can get excited about training because they can obviously see the benefit there that it's going to save them time and this chore doesn't have to be as bad as it would be if i'm trying to scrape it out of the grass or whatever so teaching a dog to potty in a spot and taking the dog to the bathroom while following a routine. That's step number one or option number one. Here's another option. During meal times, it's a really good time. Maybe you're sitting down eating as a family or I don't know, maybe you're <laughs> they're sitting watching TV. Whatever it is, you can do, uh, you can have the teenager be in charge of, uh, in charge of the leash and have the dog be on place. So you can, during your dinner time, not the dog's dinner time, we'll talk about that one next, but during your dinner time or something like that, it's not hard to say place, especially after it's been trained, and that dog can stay on place and the 
that teenager can watch the leash so the dog doesn't break that command until invited to do so. Um, that's a really great, easy thing for a dog or <laughs> for a child, a teenager, let's call them to do. So we do this all the time. Like when we have dogs come to our house with, for a board and train, of course, they've got to learn place. It's huge. It's one of the best commands for impulse control ever. There's an earlier podcast on it and you can listen on how to do that. But we do, we'll, we'll do movie night because we got to work on these dogs doing the place command. And what are we going to do? Well, each kid, older kid is going to have a leash and their job while watching the movie is to make sure that dog stays on place to teach that place command. So place command. Awesome. Another one is the dog's meal time. Great thing for, for responsibility for a teenage kid to have. Um, and here's the process that I would go through. I'd have the dog wait for the food. So have them teach the dog to wait, not just snarf it down. Right. Uh, but wait for the food and then be released to eat it. Um, take the bowl away after, oh, 10, 15 minutes. Excuse me. It's plenty of time. And it's just a great opportunity for them to have another chore that they can help feed the dog. Uh, our dog knows when our teenager gets home from school. Everyone else comes through the door. I don't know how a dog can totally tell like the second of. It's like how he opens the door or something. I don't know. Dogs are amazing. But he knows when our teenager gets home because he's the one that feeds him. Uh, maybe a couple extra things is that uh, they can help with correction a little bit. Correction seems to be one of the hard ones for kids to, to do and to learn um, and to understand. But to be able to say no, for example, like when they jump all over or they're nipping or something during playtime, to be able to know how to say no is a great responsibility for a teenage child to have. Let's jump to uh, the three to nine year old age. Kids, uh, they are unpredictable. That's definitely one thing that's sure about them. So when I think of this age group, one of the things I think about is like our, our four-year-old, he's almost five. He'll run around, he'll put the dog on a leash and when we're not looking most of the time. And the dog definitely, when when our dog sees the four-year-old coming with a leash, it's not the same excitement as when the 16-year-old comes with a leash. It's the, you know, 16-year-old comes, it's like, we're going on a walk and we can, you know, they're working on not pulling and things. But when a little kid that's four or five comes with a leash, it means that you're going to get yanked around. And so our dog doesn't like that. And so our four-year-old will be like, you know, trying to do all the commands because he's heard us do them. So he'll be like, sit and come and okay and down. And at the same time, moving the slip lead in all different directions and trying to get the dog to do things and they're doing all the right things right but the timing and technique just isn't isn't there and they they mimic what we've been doing but it's not really there right so the dog starts to distrust their ability to train and that's pretty normal for a dog to do with little kids they they can size them up pretty fast and so to help them get involved here's uh here's a few things that you could do it's that will help with their training and also the dog's training number one um have a three to nine year old work on hand feeding with kibble sometimes so you can play this game where you take some food especially if your dog's food motivated and the dog has to be kind of gentle right so you pull away your hand if the dog's going to be too pushy like oh nope and pull it quick away and then you're there helping of course on this one to start and then your child can give them food and their job is to give them food and kind of push it a little bit 
into their face just a touch so that the child learns maybe discreetly that you've got to kind of be forward and um what's the word you've got to be assertive with dogs okay so that's taking food feeding from hand kind of pushing it up into their face and helping them to do that they also can learn some um, body language like standing strong and not running away or backing away if a dog jumps on you of course you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't back away or turn away because then that dog is going to feel more powerful and do it again so you stand strong or you take a step forward and help the dog see that hey this is uh, I'm capable of doing this so teaching just that behavior with your child is great teach them to pet the dog calmly that's the second one Teach them to pet the dog calmly. You get what you pet. And I can't stress that enough, especially with a young dog. Most people, you know, they get a dog and their little, their child, whether they're three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, wants to just play and run around. And that's not bad. But if you can get calm first and then play, then you can have both. But if it's just always play and then try and be calm, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You're going to get that dog all riled up and it's not going to go over well as far as the calming down part. So teach them that like how to, the, to reward a calm behavior. When, that, when your dog is relaxed, that's when you, you say, hey, come here. And then you just pet that dog real soft and just go from head to tail kind of thing and just soft stroke their fur. And they can get good at that and it will bless your world in a big way because if they're reinforcing calm guess what the dog's going to be most of the time help them understand that a dog doesn't need to be running around 24 7 to be happy craziness and adrenaline is not happy okay happy comes in a lot of different forms and i can't even purport to know exactly when a dog is happy that's an emotion and man it's really hard to know emotion through species but in our culture we've started to believe that a dog jumping all over the place is just because they're happy when in reality sometimes it's just because they can't control the adrenaline so we want to help reinforce calm and if you can get those kids doing that they'll do it all the time and it's great you can work on eye contact games so the third one eye contact games have the dog uh, get them to stand there while the dog looks up into their eyes. Dog looks right into their eyes. And when the dog looks in their eyes, teach them to say, okay, and then reward with food. It's maybe a little more advanced, uh, maybe for five to nine-year-olds, but it's a really good game to teach those kids. You can start to teach your kids boundaries with dogs. I think we've kind of alluded to that a little bit, but give them personal space. Teach them not to hug a dog. Uh, dogs are not toys, Right? And that's sometimes hard for especially a little kid to understand is that they're not a stuffed animal. They're not a toy. And so dogs don't really appreciate that being trapped in a hug. It doesn't mean the same thing to them. And so to teach them to give the dog space and how to give them food and not to let the dog steal their food, those are all little things that can we can teach with boundaries and help our kids to be part of the training process. It may not seem like a lot. But those little things over and over again will make a big difference. Let's jump to just the last group, which is kind of quick, really, because when we're talking about babies and toddlers, uh, there's a lot of training taking place, but there's not really a lot of training a toddler or a baby can do, right? They, they want to help. Our two-year-old will, <laughs> he, if he, uh, if the dog's waiting to come in 
and he wants to tell the dog to come in. So we release the dog into our house. We say, okay. And our dog comes in, but our dog won't often listen to our two-year-old. And so our two-year-old gets really frustrated with that. And someone else will say, okay, so that our dog can come in. And he just is not happy with that at this stage in his life because he wants to do it. And we, (laughs) we love that age of two. Um, Kids, you know, kids like we just talked about, they're, they're unpredictable. Babies and toddlers are like chaotic. They're chaotically random. And dogs can sense it and can feel it. And a lot of times it stresses them out. Um, I may have talked about this before, but I just remember when we had uh, one of our kids crawling, starts crawling. That's always a hard time for a dog because now this this thing that wasn't mobile before is mobile. And they tend to like to grab things and hold on to it, fur and such. <laughs> and so... Um, our dog, of course, was like, I don't, I don't really like this chaotic being. It could do something crazy. And so our dog would go back to her kennel and actually shut the kennel from the inside, would grab the, the door with uh, her, her paw and just close the door to try and keep herself safe. So it's important that we advocate for our dogs with the toddlers a little bit. And on the flip side, also, of course, advocate for our toddler um, and our babies we're going to have a baby coming. We'll probably, we'll talk about that and share that and exactly what we're doing with a new baby coming into the house. But you've got to, you've got to kind of be a go-between here. Uh, little kids really want to help. You know, at this age of like two and three and maybe even four, they really want to help mom and dad. And so um, one time when we were just new at training, we just started this business. We had, we we're doing all the training from our home and so we had you know kennels in our kitchen and things like that a smaller home and uh we had five dogs in there and we were just working with all of them doing a board and train and I was gone at work teaching school because that's what I also did and um we're just Lorelai's trying to get everything done and they're trying to get to an appointment and this toddler can tell that mom is stressed and She's just saying, okay, well, I just got to finish getting ready and I, I got to go do this and that. And then we got to take the dogs out to the bathroom and then we can go. And so, of course, what does the toddler do? A few minutes later, as my wife, Lorelai, is getting ready, she hears a dog run by and she looks and she sees another dog run by. And what has the toddler done? The toddler was trying to help out and had taken and gone and opened every single one of the kennels and all these dogs are running around the house. So now she's got to ri- she's got to round up these dogs so that she can take them to the bathroom and and just in one of those moments that we'll never forget in our household because her unconscious explaining what needed to happen, of course the toddler wanted to help. And so we've got to be really careful what we ask our toddlers to do and have age-appropriate tasks for them. We need to teach and reteach and reteach again. It's going to take lots of reps with our kids, and that's all right. You know, you want to start now, and you, you want to do those reps, and you want to catch them doing the right thing, and yet at the same time, just know that it's a labor of love when it comes to babies and toddlers. What can they do to help with training? Uh, one of the things they can do is they can be a distraction. They can be a natural distraction. When people would come and train, we also used to also train in our living room. Uh, people would come, and of course, we have a family there, and so our kids would run around, and 
we would chalk that up to a natural distraction when people are trying to train their dog. They can be a distraction. They can um, get on a trike and run around and play games and throw a ball while the dog is doing place or down. They can. It's not too early to start teaching them to pet a dog softly. And a lot of times with really little kids, you've got to hold their wrist and even maybe have a finger or so in their hand and teach them to pet softly so that they don't just grab that fur while you're you're working with the dog. You want the dog to have a great experience there too. Uh, you can also, if you have maybe a little bit of an older toddler, um, and you're playing fetch or something with your dog, you can have the dog bring you the ball and then you take the, the ball, hand it to your child and they can throw the ball. And then you can do that over and over and over again. And then of course, at the end of the game, have the child put the ball away instead of, um, the dog just playing till they're totally exhausted. Those would be a lot of tips. I hope you got those takeaways uh, for each group. Depending on where your child's at and where you feel they fit, those are great ways to get your family involved in the training, as of course it should be a family thing. We know that it's got to start with the adults in the family. But man, we want our families to be a part of this, and we want them to learn these principles. And I can't think of a better way to teach the principles a lot of these principles and some amazing powerful principles than with having a dog in our home in fact that might just be one of the next books my wife and i write Uh, as much as i hate writing books i kind of want to write a book about the principles we learn from training dogs and how they bless families because we have a big family and uh, you may not but at the same time i think we all have family somewhere and there's a lot of benefits to learn at whatever stage our family's in from these amazing animals that we have around us, these dogs. So work on that training. Have your kids be a part of it. Help them be motivated and excited to do it and watch them grow. And we'll catch you on the flip side. (laughs) Happy training. Bye, guys.